Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. By all accounts, Marin Salem from Greenwich is a typical 17-year-old. He's a high school student. He plays football. He's on the track team. But he's also an aspiring archaeologist. Every person, at least when they're a child, has this this desire to search for the unknown, this yearning for the unknown. And for me, that has manifested itself um, intellectually and through this um, passion that I have of collecting antique bottles. That's right. He's passionate about antique bottles. I go to historical sites and I actually go digging for antique bottles and glass, and I collect them, I catalog them, I do a lot of research on them. He has an extensive collection. I have a lot. I have around 2,000. It's a passion that took root at an early age in a fertile imagination. Ever since I was a little kid, I was, I was fascinated with like pirates and buried treasure, and this was kind of a, a manifestation of that when I was like six or seven. Every six or seven-year-old digs in the sand and tries to find buried treasure. And this was my uh, way of finding real buried treasure in a local setting. The wooded trails beyond his backyard in Greenwich offered adventure. It all started uh, when I went on hikes with my father back in the woods behind my house. So I used to walk along the old stone walls, uh, the old unplastered stone walls, and I used to find all these shards and these, these little bits of pottery. So I got really interested. And eventually, after I had been picking these up, I started to actually go looking for them. And then that developed into a hobby where I purposely went and um, I, I did research and I tried to find them. You can go to a bottle site and come home with buckets and buckets of, 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 of treasures and, and all kinds of stuff. So you can find coins, you can find old pocket watches or old clay pipe bowls or old parts of dolls or marbles or shoe buckles even. And the variety that I was find, finding going to these bottle sites was far greater than the variety I was finding metal detecting. But you have to know where to look, where to find the footprints of colonial times. So my general rule of thumb is I drive along a road adjacent to a plot of woods. I look out the window and I see the square house foundations for the houses that used to be there. And then I usually go back and to the right and then I have several tools that I use to try to find where they threw all their bottles back then. Because back then, to them, it was trash. But for us, it can reveal so much about what they like to consume, um, their quality of life, what they could afford, what kind of sicknesses or ailments they had. Such a, such a wide variety of things. I go to the library a lot, and I look at old Sanborn fire insurance maps. So these were fire insurance maps that were drawn in the 1860s. I think they were every 20 years. 1880s, 1900, so those approximate dates, and they show where all the property lines were 
and uh, where all of the uh, the old houses used to be. So this is particularly helpful for me since I know that a lot of times their bottles were around their property line since they didn't want to throw it in their front yard. Um, so I go to where the old property lines were, not the new ones, to find stuff. Over time, streams and creeks would wash away some of that colonial refuse, leading Salame to another rich bottle burial ground. The Long Island Sound is a great undiscovered kind of trove for so many antique bottles which get preserved in the thick mud. So for about two or three hours every day, the tide goes out and these huge mud flats are exposed or the salt marshes and you can wade in them. I wouldn't suggest doing it. It's pretty dangerous and it requires a lot of like planning and I, I definitely wouldn't, would not suggest doing that, but you can go wade out in the mud and you find these bottles um, captured captured in the mud and, and new ones rise up every day with the tide and I found all kinds of stuff. I, I found a huge cast iron anchor from, from like a early like a, from an early vessel um, that I attributed to probably the early 1800s. A metal detector won't do you much good in the hunt for glass. So how does he do it? I usually bring uh, waders, like duck waders, and I, I have a, a bucket with me and I have a probe which I use to stick in the mud so I don't have to go feel everything with my feet because I do that too. Um, I have a probe that I stick in various places of the mud and then I hear a ping and if the ping is, is kind of a hollow sound I know that I hit a bottle. If it's kind of a, a harder sound I know that I hit a rock and the pings can tell me what's under. So if I, if I hear a ping that I think is good I start digging and um, a lot of times it is a bottle. When it comes to antique bottles and their value, there's plenty to consider. There are bitters bottles, which is a kind of um, medicine, like a quack medicine almost. Pharmacy bottles, there are druggist bottles, whiskey flasks, soda bottles, beer bottles, stoneware bottles, which are thick um, pottery bottles. And um, there's so many wide variety. There's a wide variety of classifications across a lot of different um, things that you'd purchase. And a lot of collectors like to focus on one specific area and build their collection in one specific area. Cobalt bottles are always um, phenomenal. The rare colors are like amethysts, certain shades of green, and these are because uh, most of the bottles that I find are in aqua or they're in clear. Um, and I think those were um, cheaper colors for them to use at the time to make their bottles. But what you find is, especially when you get farther back and a lot of the bottles are handmade or crude, um, you find that when they ran out of a color, let's say they made 100 bottles in clear, the 101st bottle might be some shade of amber because they ran out of the clear color to use. And those are usually the bottles that are incredibly valuable and rare. Marin Salame has a pretty rare find. Circa 1850 cobalt blue soda bottle with the name JNA Dearborn. It's an absolutely stunning bottle and it's a phenomenal window piece too. And the, the age, the quality of the glass, the whittle that the glass shows, the, the base of it, the bottle is beautifully formed. It's worth around $700. Yeah. Not for sale, I'd imagine. Absolutely not. And I've gotten offers, I've posted it on online forums and I'm not interested in selling it. I'm not really into this hobby for the money. But it can um, it can prove very financially rewarding, actually. Because of Greenwich's farming history, many of the bottles in Salem's collection once contained milk. I have probably the most complete collection of local bottles, and that is Southern Fairfield County that I've that I've ever heard of. Um, and, and it's because I focus my resources and 
all of my attention on this specific niche of bottle collecting. And some people are into historical flasks. Some people are into mineral waters. I'm really into local bottles. He says each bottle tells a story about the people who came before us. They tell us what they like to consume. They tell us their preferences. Um, Did they like a specific brand? Uh, Did they have an ailment? So if you find a bottle that claims claims, and I say claims because the patent medicine era, they were all quack cures. They, they contained all kinds of um, awful things, aw- awful contents that really didn't do anything. But if a bottle claims to cure cholera and you, you find 20 or 30 of that exact bottle, you know that somebody had a recurring condition um, that happened through years. And, and you can find a lot. Like if you find a, a site with a lot of whiskey bottles, you know that somebody probably had a problem with drinking. Um, if you uh, find a whole variety um, or a large quantity of bottles, you can say it was probably a big family. Salem is a bit of a celebrity with the local historical society. I've helped them identify 40 to 50 bottles probably in their own museum. I've written the official placards that they display in their um, in their museum for their bottles. I identify them, um, the bottles that they find on their own site at the Bush Holly House, whatever they want. And they've been very receptive and supportive of me. They've given me full access to their archives. Um, and, and I find that fantastic that they support a young person in that way. That kind of support will come in handy as Marin Salame puts pen to paper. It's developed from kind of a hobby, like something messing around, to a full-fledged pursuit. And I, I mean, I want to write a book on it. I'm actually working on a book right now about the economic history of my town as portrayed through antique glass. And it's kind of gone from a casual scratching around in the woods, um, nothing too formal, to doing diligent research for hours and hours, um, comparing Google Maps and the Sanborn Maps, layering maps on top of each other, um, extensive research with the Greenwich Historical Society, um, uh, all these kinds of things to really understand, to truly uh, comprehend um, the, the preferences or, or the, the tendencies of these people, um, which I'm so fascinated by. In Greenwich, Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 880.